The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect those of the owner, staff, or management of this radio station. on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the everyone and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Rand Carrigan. And you there? Yeah. Good girl. Yeah, and of course, your host, Ron Court, New England's own Van Helsing, right here in the hot, hot city. <laughs> Hi. Love this song. Hi. Of course, yeah, we'll let... <laughs> that is Billy Idol and Hot in the City. And that's the way I feel right now. I like so, that song, too, actually. So. Do you really? <laughs> yeah, I do. I'm sure it sounds better on, like, a real radio. Yeah, uh, yeah. I couldn't figure out what the heck you were playing in the background. Man. Oh, really? There you go. There you go. So, how you been? Besides uh, roasting, potting? Okay. Yeah? Yeah. I'm, I'm, well, I didn't feel too well today, but I'm doing better this evening. That's funny. I'm not well either. Got my nice cool basement going on. Good. Cool. Yeah. I, I, went, I went to Hello Club. Good for you. That's right. Good night. Jeez, even thing. though you didn't feel good? Wow. Die no, hard, I, huh? I go anyways, whatever. Wow. But. That's okay. <laughs> you're, you're forgiven. I'm not as much of a diehard as you, apparently, so. Well, you know. Anyways, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles of the Next Generation right here on Tojinet, Pararex, Ghost Channel, and beyond with me. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm in a mood today. I'm sorry. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. Wow. But, here I was. All I was on uh, Ghost Chronicles International yesterday with you, and you were like, oh, wow, you're too perky. Yeah, that was pretty bad. So now yeah. tonight, you're way too perky for you. I, I know, I know. You know what it is? <laughs> I am so tired from the health club that I just want to take my shower and uh, hibernate. Ah, okay, okay. No, see, it's supposed to be all your adrenaline got going and your endorphins. Yeah. You're supposed my, to feel energized. Yeah, well, that's what it is, then. If you will. <laughs> you don't feel energized anymore. <laughs> right. So, anyways... Uh, we have somebody on the line uh, right now who is a, uh, can we say friend? Of course. Okay, he's a good friend of ours from land, land across the sea, and I'm not talking about Steve Parsons because I could barely stand him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, this is, Steve. This is a good one. Right. We would like to welcome uh, physical medium Spiritualist medium, that's what I'm looking for. Spiritualist medium, Stephen Scott. 
Stephen, you there? Hi, Stephen. Hi. Hi there. <laughs> Hi there. Um, we, I think we got to keep this guy awake. It's late where he is. It is. <laughs> it's, it's, it's almost midnight here. In fact, it's just after midnight. Oh, my goodness. Well, God bless you for coming on our show, Steve. Any time, man. How are you? Steven. How are you, Ron? Good, good. And, and, you know, I mean, you guys must be really excited, right? Because uh, what's happening? Uh, is something happening? Over there, right? I'm not oh, yeah, sure. Is yeah. something happening? What's happening? Yeah, the, the Queen's going on vacation there. Oh, right. That's excellent. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you're talking about the impending royal baby, Ron. Uh, oh, yeah, that's happening, too. But, I mean, the Queen is definitely, I think it's next week, she's going to Scotland for Oh, she's, uh, she's just like one of the locals. She's up here all the time. It's just, you see her in the street, you nod. She's out shopping, you know, picking up some potatoes. You know, it's, we're so used to her up here now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny, though, is, is if she's there all the time, how come you guys want to break away from, the, from England? Well, it's, that's an interesting question, actually. Um, I personally think that would be a bad idea. Um, but there are a lot of people who just like to dredge up the past and raise the old Scottish flag and want to wave it in everyone's face. But I personally like being the United Kingdom. I like having a Great Britain. I enjoy having a Great Britain at the Olympics this year or last year, and I hope it goes on, mm-hmm. to be honest. That's good. That's a great attitude. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, we have a whole bunch of uh, states. We have, I don't know, 50 now and give or take a couple. We're not sure about <laughs> something uh, like that, Ron. Yeah. So I mean, and we have all different diversities, and of course, we fought our own civil war, which was quite bloody. You know, in fact, this year is the hundredth and fifth anniversary of Gettysburg, which is the single as bloodiest battle of the, the Americans fought in. And you know, it's it's like you know, you got to move on. I mean, it's 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 a global world. It's you know, not a big deal. I mean, we don't like what the federal government does sometimes. And no, no. Else, but, 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 no. what do they do? Yep. It, yeah, I there's a no. time and place to just put the past in the past and keep your eye focused on the future. And I think this is, hopefully this is going to be one of those times. Um, I really do think the country's a lot stronger together. That's right. Okay. I, I do too. I mean, I, um, I have a good friend who, uh, uh, it's part of the Clan McLeod, I think it is, of one of the clans. I forget what them. There's some mix, something or other. I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember names. You know that. Mm-hmm. But uh, every every year they have their big uh, get together at the Isle of Man, and uh, um, and she's like all for uh, Scottish independence. So, yeah, oh, right, it is right. What it is. Okay, it's yeah. it's. But this I want to say, uh, been going give a, a shout out years. to. Yep. I want to give a shout out to uh, uh, Michelle. Little Michelle's in the uh, chat room. Hey, Michelle, how are I you? see her. Yeah. Yep. Haven't seen her for a while, so that's Thank good you, to Michelle. see. <laughs> so, anyways, um, for those who don't know, uh, I always want to call you Stephen. Stephen is a uh, a uh, spiritualist medium. Uh, your website is. Why don't you give it out? Because I, I want to screw it up. I'm in that mood today. It's, it's 
wkscott.com. Thank you. Thank you. It's not you, it's me, Stephen, so don't, don't worry about it. Uh, and how long have you been a, uh, a spiritualist medium? And Wow. Um, uh, well, essentially... Did you grow uh, up in the spiritualist church? No, I didn't, actually. I grew up a uh, Protestant, believe it or not, uh, over here in sunny Scotland. Uh-huh. And uh, I first found myself dipping into spiritualism maybe about 10, 12 years ago to start with. Uh, and mm-hmm. it really came about as a kind of exploration, if that's the right word, of uh, just thoughts, feelings and sensations that I'd had for a while. You, you know, I've, I've always been... And when I say sensitive, I don't mean psychically sensitive or spiritually sensitive. I just mean that I'd always been quite a sensitive and empathic person. And as I grew up, uh, that type of uh, you know attitude was not necessarily not looked at badly. But uh, a lot of people want to just put all that aside and think you, you know you're you're just being silly. You're making it up. You know it's all in your head. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, you just get your feet on the ground kind of thing. And when I first got into spiritualism, again, I came into it from a point of view of somebody who thought it was something slightly different from what it was. I went into it looking for answers as to why these things, thoughts, feelings were happening, why I felt, you know, emotions, sensations at times. And I, I went into it from a point of, I want to explore this and see why this is happening. And it was after that that uh, I started to see that it's not just about, you know, spirit communication. It's actually about a lot more than that. And it was through attending spiritualist churches that I started to see this is a much bigger world than I could ever have thought possible. There's Mm -hmm. so many opportunities and options here for me to learn to know myself, learn to know the spirit inside me, and then therefore learn to grow because of that and to take that on and actually be of service to myself and others. And that's how it all kind of developed for me. It started off very small with a single thought. Like most things do, it started off very small. And then it it slowly, over time, grew into something uh, Mm. that it is now. Wow. Mm. Now, Stephen, can you explain the difference to me between a psychic medium and a spiritualist medium? Yes. If, is the, best, the best way to think about it is whenever someone works psychically, all of us have our own psychic aura, our own psychic field. And when you work with someone psychically, it's, it's like a one-to-one connection. It's basically like picking up the phone and talking direct to someone and you're downloading information from them on a psychic level. You're basically reading their psychic aura, taking information from them, then using your own faculties, your own psychic capability to try and read into and expand upon that for their benefit. I.e. someone comes to you, you know, I'm a go- it's, it's that old question, am I going to meet a tall, dark stranger? No, you're going to meet someone short and fat you're very familiar with, but you'll love them anyway. <laughs> uh, it's not necessarily what people want to hear, but uh, and that's the kind of psychic aspect of things where you're tapping into that psychic aura that we all possess that exists in and round about us. Uh, when you're working in a spiritualist or in a spiritual sense, when you're communicating, it's a three-way communication. It's not just you, and it's not just the person 
sitting with you who will be the recipient of the information. You're dealing with another third party, and that third party is the spirit, the continued life of someone who is connected to the recipient that you're working with. And that third party, although they can't see them, although your recipient cannot see the third party, you can. You've been trained to do that, and you've been trained to communicate. And when they come through, the feeling's very different. It's, it's a slightly lighter feeling. When you work on a psychic level, you get a connection with the individual, rather like you would just plugging a USB into a computer and downloading information back and forward. But when you work mm -hmm. on a spiritual level, when you work mediumistically, as a, as a spiritual medium, you're working with that third party, and therefore you're communicating between yourself and spirit, then relaying that information back to your recipient to give them evidence, knowledge, and comfort that the person that they care about may be gone in a physical sense, may no longer be here in any way that they can, you know, put their hands on in the physical world. But the life and the essence and the soul of that individual that they love is still there and still wants to come forward and help them by giving them words of support, comfort, concern, and basically trying to let them know that they've not left them, that they are still there. Wow. That's a lot. So, I've got to, yeah, and I'm going to go into the spiritualist thing a bit, but I'm just curious now, you said that you were, you were raised Protestant, and yes. then uh, you, at what age did, can I ask ages, you know, are we in trouble in this one? What age no, did you so. get involved in, in, uh, in uh, I think it would have been about 30, 30, when it first okay. started. Was, you, was your mom still alive? Yes, she was, yes. <laughs> yes. So, I'm, I'm kind of, so, I mean, did she, what did she, uh, what did she think about that? I'm, I'm just curious. No, it's not a problem. I, I, I was fortunate in that I, I, I had um, very open-minded parents very considerate and loving parents that wanted to see me do the best that I could. Uh, my mother and father were Protestant, but they, they were not die-hard practicing Christian Protestants. Uh, mm -hmm. My mother protested a lot, but not necessarily on that type of uh, <laughs> religious vein. Yeah, um, but all mothers do, right? Absolutely, yeah. And uh, when they were... Uh, at first, obviously, you, there's that little bit of trepidation. I didn't want to see what was happening and, uh, you know, what I was, to coin a phrase, getting myself into at the time. Because, yes, right. uh, being from a different generation, uh, uh, mediumship back in the 50s and all that had a totally different reputation than it does now. And it was oh, very yeah. different how people viewed it. Uh, but eventually I did say to them, and, the, and the kind of, my mother kind of looked at me and thought, oh, okay, that all that spooky <laughs> stuff. And she put her hands in the air. And um, there's actually a funny story about that. Is uh, myself and my wife, we were married in a spiritualist church. Um, and when I first told my mother, you know, we're getting married, oh, that's that's smashing, that's great. And I says, okay, here we go. It's going to be a spiritualist service. Oh, okay. That, that's my, and she raised her hands in the air. That's more of that spooky stuff. And she she made this woo noise. <laughs> noise kind of thing and it was, it was it was all very uncomfortable and I thought yeah that's right it's all that stuff and she said right okay that's fine she says it can't get any worse and then I said the minister's gay <laughs> <laughs> and that, 
that was it. It was just. <laughs> Fortunately, we live in a much more open-minded place, and uh, that was fine with my entire family. They had no issues at all with the whole thing. They did like to have a laugh at me every now and again because of what I did and how it worked out. But um, mm-hmm. no, it was uh, for them. As long as I was happy and I was involved in something that they could see me grow with that's what was important Mm -hmm. and my my mother fortunately before she passed she saw a great change in me by being involved in spiritualism and what it did for me and everything that that not only that it gave to me but I could give back and I was so pleased that she actually saw that aspect of myself so to cut a long story short too late I know Ron um, but to cut the long story (laughs) short uh, they were very accepting of it at the end of the day because they themselves were very open-minded people. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's yeah, you know, it's it's really interesting. Uh, of course, I'm Catholic. You're arch enemy, you know. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that goes back to the you know the Henry VIII thing and all that. But anyways, um, my my mom was is very religious, and uh, when I started doing this stuff and. Uh, I always was her favorite son, and still is, even though she's not here anymore. Um, it, it, no matter what I do, I, I could do no wrong. But uh, Well, that started, explains everything. I started talking to her a little bit about it, and I remember, uh, I think I had an interview or a show that we did with the guy that had a Ouija board, and I said, oh, yeah, we did this, this Ouija board thing. She says, you know, you could go to hell for that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I says, just keep praying for me, Mom. <laughs> she said, okay. Yeah, and she did it anyway. She prayed, she prayed for me constantly, uh, <laughs> even without the, the, the spooky stuff. I like that spooky stuff. That's cool. <laughs> so yeah. I, that's kind of a, I, I'm sure you've never got a, a question like that in an interview before, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, pretty, pretty much not. No, I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but My you're absolutely right, Ron, though, but even as when we're younger, you know, I remember finding, uh, me, uh, one of my friends and I found a set of tarot cards, and oh, yeah. all we knew was that this is strange and that our parents wouldn't have approved. We were very young, we were about eight, <laughs> and it's amazing how superstition can grip you, and it, it just puts that little yeah. bit of fear in. I mean, it's. Uh, I, I remember looking through all these cards. Then it, it was the old style tarot. And we came across the death card, which was a skeleton holding a scythe, and we were terrified to touch this card. We dropped the pack, and we thought we'd uncovered something. <laughs> we had no idea what this meant. You know, we thought either someone was going to die or it was going to be horrible. Whereas it's it, that's not what the cards mean at all. all right. And I, I still right. say to this day, it's uh, sadly. Even as, as an adult now, when I speak to other adults, ignorance is still the biggest barrier towards all our development. When we learn to let go of our opinions and our preconceived notions and just take things at face value and be willing to take others on board and listen to what they're saying, you, you know, it's very difficult for anyone to move forward. So fortunately, uh, I, have my, I have a good sense of my mother's... Um, we, we call it staunchness over here, just that... Un, unflinching ability to not yield whenever it comes to doing anything and um, that was, even to that extent, being able to look beyond the terror of the tarot, I shall call it, Um, (laughs) being able to look beyond the terror of that and to see that there has to be something more and not to be afraid of it, I think that's 
that's one of those great challenges that we all have to overcome in life. Right. I mean, we all have our upbringing, so in, in one way or another, we are actually uh, uh, guided by it in a way, or we still have it. I mean, you know, of course, I've, I think, Ian, you're probably the same way, too. We're, we were brought up with Catholic guilt, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So even though we, we, we may not be, and, and I'm still, I still consider myself a good old Catholic boy, uh, even though a, a lot of people may not be uh, practicing uh, or uh, Catholics, they still have that guilt with them, that, that good old Catholic guilt. And, mm-hmm. and, and we can't not, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? We can't not uh, ignore it. It's there all the time. So. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's kind I mean, of something that's drummed into you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but at least you can see you, 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 you have that there as a reference point. In all honesty, Ron, half my family's Catholic, half is Protestant. I tend to walk a very oh, thin funny. line. At times I was raised by my aunt, who was a very strict Catholic. I still have Catholic mm-hmm. guilt, and I have no idea where it comes from. <laughs> you know, I can't put my finger on it. It's the worst thing in the world. At least you can say, well, that was their fault. I don't even have that luxury at times. You know, I just have to try and get over it. Been called Ross Ron, let me you. tell you. Yeah. <laughs> you are involved with the Spiritualist Church as well? Yes, that's correct. Yes. Uh, I work primarily with Spiritualist Churches, uh, uh, going around and uh, undertaking church services for them, and, mm-hmm. uh, you, you know, if, which is basically where you would. Uh, you, you enter into the church and you, you will be delivering a philosophy, an address, and uh, essentially giving your demonstration of mediumship in between, you know, uh, songs, hymns, all that kind of thing. Uh, it's not that different from a regular church setup, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I, I actually had gone to um, a funeral many years ago in a spiritualist church, and um, I, I actually, I, I really liked the, the attitude of, um, the, uh, do you call it a, a minister? Uh, yes, yes. Or, or, or a celebrant. Celebrant. That's a good, yeah. that's a good word. Um, so I really, I mean, I enjoyed it, but I did see how it is very similar, you know, to mm-hmm. other religions, to Protestant, Catholic, whatever. Mm-hmm. Very similar. Yep, that yeah, is, well, is, you know, they, they, they were Catholic until uh, Henry VIII got near and wouldn't, they wouldn't divorce him, so they just said, out of hell with it, we'll make our own. Oh, that's, right. and that's Anglican, I'm sorry. It depends yeah, I was going to say, Ron, I think you're a little off base there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, is it Anglican Protestant or, or is, am I wrong with that? I don't, I don't know, it's south of the border, we just let them go on with it. <laughs> I gotta get out of this religion kick. I don't, I don't know uh, why I'm into yeah. this, but <laughs> you're really dredging up the, the yep. old battles here. I mean, <laughs> you're going to get me in trouble. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, um, the spiritual church, and that's the way I was going, and I blame Ann for it because she got me off on the. On the oh, it's my fault. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Kind of right. um, 
the spiritualist church, do you, in the spiritualist church, do you do physical mediumship as well? No, not at all. No, I'm not a physical medium. Uh, I've thought about trying to develop it, but right now my main mm -hmm. focus is on delivering uh, mental mediumship and uh, basically using the mediumship process for healing, which is what it's all about. It's all about trying to heal on things. Because the reason I bring that up is, is I'm actually enthralled with uh, physical mediumship of the old-time spiritualist church. I mean, uh, it, it was interesting, uh, after the Good Ghost Chronicles um, morning show, the, the local head of the uh, spiritualist church from where I am gave me a call, and they wanted to do a series of red-light seances and have it huh? documented scientifically. And, and I thought that was really intriguing because... Uh, you know, that's something I was always interested in, and then I can actually have the opportunity to see it firsthand and, uh, you know, see see how much is it, you know, is, is it smoke and mirrors? Is it, you know, how much is it real? I mean, don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying I don't know. So that's mm -hmm. why I'm really thrilled to be able to, uh, to uh, do this, because the spiritualist church, and, and especially in, in the United States, is... It's always gotten a bum rap since uh, the, the day, the early days uh, when uh, Harry Houdini went around, uh, yes, uh, yeah. exposing yeah. Uh, various mediums. Yeah. Right. So, but I am enthralled. I mean, the, the, the trumpet. I, I would love to see a, a trumpet demonstration. Uh, have you ever seen one, Stephen? I'll be honest. No, I have never sat in on a physical mediumship séance. However, I have spoken. Really. Very closely to people who have, yes, as I say, it's not an area of mediumship I want to develop just now, uh, but I've spoken yeah. to people, you know, face to face who have been there, I've spoken to people who've been touched, I've spoken, uh, I've heard the, uh, of evidence where coins have been brought into a room where a voice has been heard to say, I want to give this coin to my daughter, and then a coin's appeared in the room, and that coin is very similar to ones that they actually own in their own loft, but they weren't in the room at the time. Uh, I've heard of a lot of people, as I say, being touched, hearing voices, um, doing or experiencing things, uh, even to the point where, you know, full-face phenomena of... Uh, not, not Steve, I'm sorry, but I'm hearing voices right now, and it looks like we have to take a break. So okay. that's what my voices are telling me. So... <laughs> We'll be right back. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ian and Ron and our special guest, Stephen Scott. We'll be right back after the following messages. We're here on Tojanet, Parallax, Ghost Channel, and beyond. Welcome to Tojanet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. 
For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. Special guest this evening, spiritualist medium Stephen Scott. There you go. Uh, from Scotland. Don't mention Scotland. From Scotland. All the way there from Scotland. Go. Where it's very, very late. Or very, very early, actually. <laughs> it depends how you look at it. As, as Steve say, he's coming from our future. We're actually speaking, <laughs> yes, speaking to him from our future. That's right. Stephen, oh, that's you're nice still here. No, Yes, because it's it's uh, twelve, almost twelve thirty there. It's seven thirty here, so uh, we're five hours uh, early. You're actually five hours later than us, so you're actually coming from our future. That's that's true. I've, I've got to say, if this is your future, I don't rate it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Stay there. Stay there. Trust so, me. <laughs> Stay in the TARDIS. <laughs> so. Um, you have a new book out. Um, it is yes. called Working for Spirit. And you want to tell us a little bit about it and, and why you wrote it and, and how you got to write it? Yeah, sure. It's, um, it was a project that uh, it was when I go looking for books on mediumship, uh, what I tended to find was a lot of these were more about, you know, follow rules A, B, C, D, and you will become a medium. Mm-hmm. When yeah. really. The, the truth is really not quite that simple. Uh, it's, uh, it, it's, it's a very disciplined, very kind of um, defined process and one that takes an awful lot of work. It's not quite as simple as buy this book, develop your psychic skills and things get better. You'll start to hear voices. Uh, whenever I went looking for any kind of books, what I found was is that most of them were geared towards just mass market sale. So when I started writing this, I wanted to write a book that would more define what mediumship is actually about rather than how to just get there. So that's why the book's titled Working for Spirit, because as a medium, that's what it's about. You're working for spirit, the spirit realm, the spirit world, Mm -hmm. and all those who want to communicate. It's not about becoming a medium at all. it, It does delve into the mechanics of mediumship, how it works and ways that you can look to develop, but it's more guidelines as in, you know, if you want to develop, find a development group, sit down, work at it for a long time, dedicate yourself to the process rather than do ABC five times a day and by the end of the week you'll be hearing voices. You probably will be hearing voices, but not the ones you want to be hearing, uh, to be very honest. So uh, I wanted to produce a piece of work that... um, gave people a greater understanding of what mediumship is actually about, and that was why I wanted to write the book. It was just to put that information out there and to give people just a little heads up. And right now the book is available, sorry, right now the book is available electronically, and the hardcover is coming out shortly, I believe. Yes, it'll be coming out in softcover probably in the next one or two months. You'll be able to get it on either the publisher's website that you can get through my own website or through the various Amazons and Barnes and & Nobles and all those types of things. 
great. Exciting. Or if we go in the past, we could get it from borders. <laughs> You're already right. in the past, Ron. Borders should still be there. <laughs> I'm not that far in the past. <laughs> so, um, the I mean, in your book, do you kind of believe that the spirit really chooses you rather than you chose the 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 path? No, I think that this time around, I've decided to experience the 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 path of being a medium. To be honest, uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that spirit. I don't think the big finger comes out the hand. Uh, comes out of the cloud like a national lottery and points at you, and says, "I choose you <laughs> this time round." We all have the capability to become more mediumistically, you know, minded, oriented, and to learn to touch with spirit. But first, we have to learn to touch the spirit inside ourselves. Until we do that, we we aren't familiar with ourselves in any way, shape, or form. Uh, and it becomes very difficult for us to actually, you know, expand and grow spiritually without first making contact with that individual aspect mm-hmm. of ourselves. That's why it doesn't matter what your religious background is. It doesn't matter what your philosophical background is. You are a spirit living a physical life. We tend to think we are physical people trying to be spiritual when it's actually the opposite. And as soon as we get in touch with that spirit inside, then things start to fall into place for us. We start to see patterns. We start to see, you know, forms in the world round about us. And we start to grow. And then, that's when, I mentioned healing earlier, that's when the healing process starts to take place. Because in order to get a good look at ourselves, we have to be very honest, very open, look at all the things we do wrong, look at all the things we do right, and look at the paths that are laid out in front of us. And then exercise our own free will and choice to walk along whatever certain route, sorry, route that we want to go along and to be responsible for that. So I have to ask you, have you got over the terror of the tarot cards? And do, oh, absolutely. Do do yes. <laughs> yes. The tarot cards, yes. They are, I, I have completely left all that behind. Uh, I've come to understand that the tarot itself or any of the myriad forms of personal development and oracles that we put in mm-hmm. use for ourselves are there to help us develop, to see the problems in ourselves, to see areas we need to work on. It's, I find it very often that uh, whenever you do a reading for yourself, if, if you use cards, I, I like to use runes, to be honest. Um, oh, I don't do know you really? I must, yeah, I must have a bit of Viking in me or something, I'm not sure. Um, but uh, I, I like to use runestones and the, the readings oh. I get that annoy me tend to be the ones that I need to take into consideration because obviously if I don't like the way a reading's going it's because it's, it's like fingers down a blackboard in my spirit it's the thing that I need to work on you know, so if it tells me to be more temperate uh, or to you know, be more forgiving of failures and things like this then that's Obviously, something I need to work on, despite how I feel about that. So yes, I've I've learned to look at all these things as tools for progression, tools for development, because that's what they are. They're there to help you progress. You're absolutely right. I mean, they are just right. tools. I mean, you're you're actually the one that does the reading. I mean, uh, you know, people will buy tarot cards, especially if they're they're 
they're not into it at all, and they start reading the instructions and try to understand the the, the cards and stuff. But really, the cards are are just symbols. They're just tools. I mean, you can read a tarot card, you can read runes, or you can read tea leaves. It's it, yeah. it's not. It's what you see. It's what you get. It. You know what you connect with. I guess you would say. Yeah, I once went to a really good uh, course and. The individuals that were running it, the, 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 they were fantastic with the tarot. And they brought out a set of tarot cards and they said to us, here's what to do. Hold the book in your hand, open it up at page one, acknowledge the person that's written it, now throw it over your shoulder and forget about it. Look at the cards <laughs> and see tell you. See, because what's in that book is one person's interpretation of what that card says. Right. It's not okay. necessarily yours. I think that's... I think that's, yeah, and that's, that's the problem that I have when I'm trying to do the tarot cards is that I've got my little book, you know. Because you're anal, that's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> but the, I guess that's just how I am, and I have trouble, like, just just thinking about it mm-hmm. and kind of reaching out and thinking about it, I guess. That's, that's well, my biggest. you shouldn't because, I mean, I taught you how to dowse, and dowsing is very similar. Well, that's right. That's right. right. Ron so showed you, me the way. If you let go, let go, let, let go. go. <laughs> let go of the physical and step into the spiritual. And be mental. Oh. <laughs> and be mental. <laughs> oh, she is mental. Trust me, Stephen. <laughs> well, the mental part I don't have a problem with, yeah. <laughs> oh, and I, we, we actually have a question in the chat room now. Oh, oh. my goodness. I'm sorry. Uh, do, 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 do. How far back? <laughs> no, right there. The last question. The last question. Uh, oh, what are runes? Oh, uh, oh right. Michelle would like to know what are runes. Sure. Uh, runes are, they are small stones etched with uh, symbols. And the symbols themselves are, it's, de- depending what way you go along, uh, the, the runes that I use are basically Ogham script runes, which is starting to get a wee bit out of kilter here. But essentially, it's, it's an oracle and tool that uses stones rather than cards, and the stones have symbols. All of these relate back to, if you ever read up on the history of uh, the, the Norse god Odin and the tree Yggdrasil that he was suspended from, uh, when Odin gazed into the water underneath him, he saw the runes below him, and these runes are used as an oracle and a guide for problems in your life. Uh, this is something that appealed to me because at the time when I was growing up, I, I had a history, I, sorry, I had an interest in the history of the, the entire Norse pantheon, it all appealed to me. So that was one of the first things that I reached for was a set of runes. Uh, and essentially you can use them like the tarot, you can pick one on a daily basis and see what they want to do for you, how they want to try and help you. But again, it's all down to your own thoughts, interpretation and understanding of what the runes mean and how you choose to interpret that and put it into your daily life. That's funny. I wear a rune, a uh, protective rune on a huh? necklace. One of the things I have on my necklace when I go on investigations. Your necklace must weigh about 500 pounds. It's getting heavier every day. <laughs> You've got more crap on it. Yep. I jingle. <laughs> you always jingle. Yeah, it's my brain. <laughs> anyway. Knocking around in there. Now, I have to say, uh, I, I just want to... Um, say that Stephen had given me a reading via Skype a few really? months ago. Yes. 
You know, Ann, you are getting so psychic because I was actually going to ask Stephen to do a favor for me because one of our listeners uh, contacted me to do a reading, and uh, I'm not real comfortable with doing readings. I do them, but I I don't know. Uh Uh-huh. And? So I was going to ask Stephen if if there was something that he could do for me. Oh. So you did this reading for you via Skype. Yes, he did. And, uh, and it, it was awesome. He hit on so many things um, mm-hmm. that he could not have known. Um, and I, one thing in particular, and Stephen, I don't know if I, if I told you this or not, you would mention to me, um, and I think it came through my father, um, mm-hmm. about three rings. Yes, and what happened was, right, right before I had this reading, I had found, um, I had been looking for my dad's wedding ring, because I wanted to put it on my, on my, my investigation, my necklace I wear on investigations. Well, actually, I was looking for my grandmother's ring, I'm sorry. And that was going to go on the necklace, because she's the one who's always there, everybody always sees with me, whenever I do have a reading. But uh, Stephen brought up three rings, and when I was in the course of looking for my grandmother's ring, I found three rings. One was my father's, one was my grandmother's, and I guess the third one my my mom told me was hers, all plain gold wedding bands. So I thought it was funny that that came out in the reading. I had just I had just found them. So hit it right on the head, Steve. Go ahead. Yes. Go ahead. I was, I was going to say, uh, that's interesting, Anne, because uh, r- remind me never to play poker with you, because you sat <laughs> through the reading with this blank face, and I was sitting thinking, this is the worst <laughs> reading ever. <laughs> this is awful. <laughs> She's barely nodding. She's barely saying anything. I, I, I'm so bad at this. <laughs> No! Oh my God! So, I'm so sorry. No, you. Have if I ever play poker with you, I can guarantee I'm going to lose about a thousand bucks in an hour. So remind <laughs> me, if we're ever, if we're ever face to face, poker's off the table. Uh, well, she is blonde, Stephen. You know what I mean? Uh, oh my God! It, it's no, not an so, act. That's the that's, way she I'm, is, like a deer in a headlight. Yeah. I'm blonde as well, no, Ron. You're outnumbered tonight. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> well. No, it's a fabulous reading, and I thought how interesting that you could have a reading via Skype and and be so um, so accurate. Um, I mean, you're in Scotland, and I'm in the United States. You know, well, it, it shouldn't um, make any difference because the connection is still there. It's that three way connection that I was talking about earlier, and it's you, you have a spirit communicator and a recipient. Where the communication breaks down is it all happens in the mind of the medium and it, it's the hardest thing to try and overcome is when you're, mm-hmm. you're giving a reading and you get information through and you think, okay, I just have to give this and interpret it and put it across in the manner that it's coming through and I have to trust that the information that this communicator who is there is giving me is correct. If not now, then perhaps very soon in the future. Because it's mm-hmm. although spirit don't tell the future, it is a strange bugbear of mine. It's you do occasionally get people coming up to you expecting you as a medium to be able to tell them the future, 
and uh, it doesn't work that way. Sometimes spirit will be aware of things that are just around the corner because they have been around an individual who's been talking about it that you have not yet came across or bumped into or had a conversation with. You know, so, so your aunt could be talking about going away to Canada for a couple of weeks, but you don't know about it, but the person from Spirit does because they have visited your aunt while that discussion's been going on. So it's it's not fortune telling, but um, yeah, it's it, it, it can be very uh, disquieting at times as a medium. And this is one of the things that I actually raise in my book as well is that be aware that this is not an easy thing that you do. It's you, you will constantly be challenging yourself and everybody else around about you, but more importantly, you'll be putting yourself on the line every time you try and step forward because you really have to have faith in you and spirit one hundred percent that what they're giving you is exactly what needs to be brought forward. As the medium, you have the responsibility of putting it across in the correct fashion, in the correct manner, that's respectful. And uh, it's always in the mind of the medium that the connection falls down. You see it all across the world at times, depending on where you are. At some point, you know, in any one medium's career, there will be a point where they lose it and you see it and... uh, it's it's a very interesting moment as a fellow medium to witness because right after it they'll pick themselves up again and the connection will come back to normal. But uh, it's mm. it's always that little moment of uh, doubt always tries to creep in and you just have to put it aside. So I'm I'm glad you enjoyed your reading. You got and I'm glad that it, that it gave you something and perhaps maybe gave you that, just, just that little bit of extra comfort and you know knowledge that you know when people are not here they're doesn't mean they're not here. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, it definitely did. I'm sorry I was so so stone-faced. I think I oh, was no, just, no, no, you no. know, I was listening and She's probably drunk. In. Don't worry about it. No, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> You're terrible. It was like 11 o'clock in the morning. Now, stop it. But yeah, so for you, uh, that's like, no, I'm, never mind. Um, oh, my God. I, I know. I, You're talking to a Scotsman, and that's perfectly acceptable, remember. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Well, I, I, I have to. I know we're almost out of time. That's why I want to get this this question. Okay. Oh, you go ahead, Anne. I don't want to cut you off, but go ahead. No, I just want to say, and I was also like frantically writing everything down, um, <laughs> so I would rem- remember She'd later. Tape it. So, well, I, I at that moment I hadn't thought of it, so I was just that way. If it didn't come through, you could sue them. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never, 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 never stop that. No, it's a great great reading you were right on the money with so many things and i didn't also didn't want to disrupt your your communication either mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i was quiet <laughs> okay so i know we're coming down in the end of this and i've gotten to a lot of conversations with various mediums and we wonder why sometimes the spirits don't give us all the information uh that we need uh, or, or they only give us hints at times is there a comic rule or something in in the afterlife? There's there's a lot of discussion, and some people believe there is. Some people believe that there's a a line that they can't cross over, and that's why a lot of times we don't get all the information we we uh, want. Sometimes. Well, I think, Ron, that if you're not getting information, it's because the medium themselves is not trying hard enough. If I'm very blunt, really? Uh, yep, I was doing a charity event last week on Friday mm-hmm. and I, I, every night it doesn't matter if it's a charity night a church, whatever 
There is one reading that sticks out above all the others, and that one reading is the reason Spirit has got you there, that person there, and this message can come through. And about two or three minutes into the reading, it, it was just a chance, I was just on a platform talking to a room full of people, and I knew this was the important one. You could feel it. There was a, just a change in the air round about myself and with the sitter, and I thought, this is the important one. And I started to give information across. And all through it, the woman was just that little bit confused, that little bit confused. And she kept saying, I'm, I'm not sure who you're with. I'm not sure who you're with. And I'm bouncing information back to the communicator. I had a lady here, and I was bouncing the information back and forwards, and she kept giving me more things. And she says, yes, that's correct, yeah. Even talking about ornaments that are in existence in her house at the present moment, sitting on the mantle <laughs> above the fire, people in photographs, dates, times, everything. But she's wow. kept saying to me, I need to know who you're talking to. So I, in, in my mind, I turned round to the communicator, to the lady, and I said, listen, for goodness sake, just tell me who you are. And she said, Anne. Exactly, yeah. And I said, because I'd been asking her before that, what's your name, where are you from, all this kind of thing. <clears throat> but I said, right, listen, you need to give me this. What's your name? And she said, my name's Anne. And I said to her, she says her name's Anne. And the woman burst into tears. She said, that's my gran. Wow. Because she wasn't sure if it was her gran or her mother. It was only mm -hmm. later I found yeah. out her mother had only passed a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. But some of the information that was coming through, what then happened was interesting because as I got her gran and her gran's name, it's the only name I'd been given, really, other than, I think, a brother. Had come th uh, the name of a brother who's still alive had come through and other than this information everything that happened after that was information about her mum from her gran uh -huh. but the information was not been, it was being told to me from a third party again and I said to her she's talking to me about a lady behind her now I still didn't know her mother had passed at this point and I said she's uh -huh. talking to me about a lady standing behind her who's, talk who's bringing all this information to me I just want to give you this and that's what that lady was needing, because she didn't think it was possible that her mum could come through. And while she came oh. through through her own mother, it's still possible. So it's, I, f I tend to find that if information comes through and it's pity, it's because of the medium. The medium's not trying hard enough. It's, uh, Is it, do you really think that? Or, I mean, sometimes you, you get spirit and they'll show you something and uh, it means something, but they don't give you, you know, like... They'll show you a dolphin or something, and that might mean something really important to that person. I mean, it's a very obscure and very, uh, you know, out of the conversation, and, and they'll show you that dolphin, and that's a, a sign for that person. But they won't say, hi, I'm, uh, I'm Joseph uh, Latellian, and, uh, you know, I want to say blah, blah, blah. They don't go into a whole lot of things at times. Sometimes they just show you stuff. Uh, I, that's why I, we, we talk about that comic line, that maybe there are some spirits that, that they just can't cross that line by giving too much information. And, and I understand what you're saying about, um, the, you know, the quality of different mediums, but there are times when spirits will just not give up information. Well, it's, when spirits speak, it's, it's on a different vibrational level as well. So when they give information mm -hmm. through... It's, it's not, I, I, I often say it's like when you were a kid, if you ever lay down in the bath with your head under the water, you could hear things outside of mm -hmm. that bathtub, but it was, it was distorted. Right. And mm -hmm. it's a different level of energetic vibration. Spiritual vibration is very light. 
physical reality is so heavy and we're all so bogged down in it. Mm-hmm. When that communication comes through, sometimes it comes through very, very fast. So all you get is a snippet, a tiny fragment of what's being said. And that's why it's, mm-hmm. I strongly feel it's up to the medium to go back. If I get a dolphin and I give that dolphin out, I say they've just shown me a lovely dolphin with you know, jade eyes or something like that. And I give that out and they say, oh, that's great, thank you. That's it, I let that go because that information's came through. There's no point in going back and pushing, you know, where's the dolphin from, What's, what was the purpose? Because the information coming from spirit has moved beyond that. It's the medium, it's myself who's not keeping up. And that's why, uh, mm-hmm. as a medium, you don't sit and wait for spirit to come to you. You have to meet them or try and meet them halfway. And that's where the training and the development comes in. You have to work really hard to get your own vibration up a level. And you can see it when you watch a medium work. They will start to... In fact, Anne, you may remember this when we were working. I do remember mm-hmm. this. It started off slow, then all of a sudden, I started to pick up pace and started to speak very, very right. fast. That's Absolutely. my vibration starting to rise. That's what we call getting into the power. It's getting your own power level up and rising to try and meet with the spiritual energy. You're going up as it's coming down. And mm-hmm. everything changes at that point. It's like, it's, like getting into the, it's like getting into the medium zone and just right. trying try to get that communication as clear and as, as succinct as possible. Right. If you're a medium who sits back and waits for spirit to come to you, you'll only ever get tiny fragments. Maybe, you know, I'm feeling sad, I'm feeling lonely, they're showing me a ball, I don't know what it means, I've got a name, it sounded like Stan, but it could have been Billy. Do you know what I mean? Everything becomes very bitty and broken up. Whereas when you learn to push your vibration level up, it works better. Oh, that's what I was going to ask. Do you think that spirits are at different vibrations? I mean, for instance, you can have a medium and you can go into a a place and and, and have two mediums and they'll go in and they'll say, I see a a little boy over there playing ball in the corner and another medium comes in that same room and says, I see see an old lady in a rocket chair knitting. Uh, (laughs) They both can be right because they're they're connected to that particular spirit on on whatever vibrational level that they're at. Do you you believe in that? Yeah. Well, it's very often, you you have to remember that spirit communication is three-way, Ron, and... You mm-hmm. could get a communicator in a room who doesn't want to speak to you. They want to speak through someone else. Oh. So uh, I did an event. I, I was at an event a couple of weeks ago, and I went in and I sat down with this lady, and this lady had her mind set on getting someone else because she'd been trying to book this person for months. You know, I was just there to help out. And mm-hmm. what happened was, was that she was supposed to be down with this individual, and then she got moved on to me. I sat down in front of her, I looked her straight in the face, I opened myself up, raised my vibration, got ready for it, zilch, nada, nothing, not a peak, zero. And I said to her, I'm sorry, I can't get anything for you. She asked me to try and I said, okay, I've got a a gentleman coming forward, but he's not for you. And she said, no, that's fine, I'll go and see if I can get him with this woman. As soon as we walked out the door, there was a lady coming out of that woman's room and she said to me, I can't get anything for this girl, can you try her? We swapped partners. Bang. It worked. Mm-hmm. Because oh. the communicator that was coming through the gentleman was wanting the girl that I now had. He wanted to speak through me. He didn't want to speak through the other female medium. He wanted to speak through uh-huh. me. 
And that's yeah, why that makes, different mediums will see different things I, when they go in different places. Right. It's all okay, down right. to... Steven, I hate to tell you this, but oh. we're out of time, my friend. Oh, <laughs> that's a shame. <laughs> yeah, we were just getting started. seconds and the beats are here. So anyways, we, uh, we've been speaking with... Uh, let's see if I can get your name right now. <laughs> Stephen W.K. Scott. He is a spiritualist medium and author from um, the UK... Uh, excuse me, Scotland. And... Uh, <laughs> His website is uh, stephenwkscott.com, oddly enough. And he has a new book out called Working for Spirit, so check it out. And uh, one of these days we're going to get you over here, you know that, don't oh, you? Oh, I'd love to. That'd be great. Maybe next year. That would be awesome. You can, that way you Fantastic. can see Ian's poker face and, 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 and close up. <laughs> Excellent. Right. Thank you, Stephen, <laughs> for staying up for us. Thank you so much, Stephen. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye, Ronan. Yep. Take Bye. care. So, until next time, good night and God bless. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. From ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night, deliver us, good Lord.